It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Eddie gives us a thumbs up. What are you eating? So we do a podcast. Beef jerky. Beef jerky? I feel bad making you sit here and wait, so I figured we could start it. It's amazing how we've figured out everything to do with food. Like, we've decided, first it was just, I'm sure the cavemen would stab a buffalo with a spear and eat it raw. Right. Then they decided, hey, if I put this over fire, it tastes pretty good. Pretty good. Then somebody decided to dry meat. Out. Like, <laughs> is beef jerky cooked or it's dried out meat? I'd say it's, if I had a guess, yeah, it's cooked, and then it is infused with somewhere between a pound and six pounds of salt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that. Like, even in, like, uh, Italy, they have uh, prosciutto di Parma, which you could get in the deli, and all they do is they take, this ham is not cooked. It's like a piece of the pig. Right, right. And they just put salt on it and leave it for months and then it sounds terrible. Thinly sliced, it's delicious. But like we've figured out, like when you go, oh, this this steak in the steakhouse, this is aged twenty eight days. What? Right? Why? What was wrong with twenty nine or or fifteen? Or, or then, right off the or cooked immediately? Right? Or like right? Why? If I have something in my fridge for three days, is it all of a sudden no good? But this aged twenty eight days is terrific. I guess it's like anything. Experience. The longer you go, and the longer society continues to evolve, the more we learn. So I always go back to, and you and I have talked about this before, the poor people that did things first. Yeah. You many people probably thought, hey, let's try and domesticate a raccoon. Yeah, these would be great. And woke up with their eyeballs scratched out one night <laughs> and realized, not the right animal. Who's the good boy? <laughs> <laughs> or they tried the squirrel yeah. <laughs> in the well, house. These dogs seem pretty calm. Let's try yeah. them. Yeah, they turn out to be coyotes. They eat you. <laughs> like... What about these cats? But well, we'll have to rip their nails out first or they'll kill us. <laughs> they turned out to be lions yeah. as they grew up. Right. Who knew? Uh, yeah, I don't know how we figure these things out all these years. And what do we have left to figure out for the future? Um. Well, I mean, we're continuing to. I mean, we're you're getting to a point where I think, I do think in our lifetime, I don't mean next year. Okay. I don't even mean in five years. I think within 20 years, you're going to see flying cars. Mm-hmm. Because they're already designed. It's a matter of now getting them to scale and actually getting them to be used properly. That's, I mean, that's going to be another another advance for sure. Um, but food-wise, I mean, what else is there? They've already figured out how to, weigh, how to make meat that's not meat. Mm-hmm. Fish that isn't fish. Yep. Beyond fish. <laughs> fish without the stink. Yeah. This uh, this fish has been aged 28 days <laughs> on salt. <laughs> Salted cured meats. Right. We figured out like you can put soup in a can and not open it for seven years. That's fine. And then it's okay. Fresh like, as what could is be. in that? I don't know. 
God. I don't know how they're. Pres- I don't know what preservatives are in that. I don't either. I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what is, what's left. I would think medical advances and you know more technology and things of that. You know, I saw was it not Elon Musk? Who was it? Where they wanted so two things I saw in California, they want to use robot cops, and they robot were trying cops. Yeah, for real. And I think it just got shot down where they wanted to use RoboCops that could use force. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Imagine getting beat up on your way to work by a RoboCop. No, I mean like more like you... shot. Oh, shot. Like armed robots oh. in high leverage situations. That's some scary stuff we're talking. We're really getting futuristic now. So I think technology, you know, and medical, I think medical advances. Yeah, don't be a bad guy because as uh, we get better technology, our robots will shoot you. That's that's some scary crap right there. I like that. Then you don't put our officers in uh, in harm's way. Just let robots shoot bad guys. Love yeah. it. Might happen. Love it, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, technology and uh, uh, medical things, I'm watching. I'm only. Uh, it's only a 90 minute documentary, Jerry. Right. Tell me if you'd be interested. That sounds in this. perfect. 90 minute documentary. I'm only halfway through. I watched half of it last night. I got tired. Went to bed. It's called Capturing the Killer Nurse. Oh yeah, you told me about this. And it's a documentary about this uh, male nurse. This is Zach's in this. Uh, yeah. A uh, guy we work with, yeah. his mom was one of the victims. Horrible. And this this male nurse, this happened in Somerset, New Jersey, and then other locations, some in Pennsylvania, wherever he worked, he did yeah. this, where he was injecting patients. He was over ODing them and killing them. Okay. Now, throughout this documentary, there's there's clips of him talking, I guess, on some sort of recording, confessing to somebody. Yeah. Saying he was trying to, he didn't like seeing people suffer, right? So that's why he did it. Mm-hmm. Almost like a mercy killing. Right. Which in the very beginning, you're like, you know, that's kind of how it first starts. He's always like, I was, I really was be sad to see people suffering. And I was like, huh, this is an interesting defense. Well, I was like, well, it's not like he's Jeffrey Dahmer. He's not like chopping people up. And, right. you know, maybe, he, you know, he got close to these people. He's... But then as the story goes on, there were people that were making recoveries. Oh, God. And doing well, progressing, and... That's horrible. It's also amazing for these that we find out whenever you see any of these documentaries, how much stuff, like phone calls, like 911... Are recorded? Yeah, like 911 calls are all recorded. I get that. So mm-hmm. that's interesting to go back and hear yep. 911 calls. Uh, in this documentary, calls to poison control. Yeah. Those are recorded. Yeah, I would think and so. They just go back to those dates. Yeah, and there they are. Yeah, pretty wild. I know. Yeah, it is. And it's... then all the nurses who worked with this nurse and how they said how nice guy he was. What right? a great teammate he was and hard worker. You know, dude, you never know. It is unbelievable. You just never know. Yeah. With anything, with anybody. That's why, and I know it's, I know it's fine. We have fun with it. But I think what, in the calendar last year, I think it was trust. Assume nothing, trust no one. Yeah. And I know that bothered my wife when I put that in there. I'm like, but I'm sorry. The only person you really know is yourself. Correct. And whether they're kids, spouses, cousins, parents, friends, coworkers, you don't know. I think you're a pretty good dude, Al. 
Thank you, Jerry. Do I know with 100% certainty? I have no clue. I got a lot of hours in the day. You don't see me. Trust me. I'm well aware. (laughs) You won't see me again until uh, 4.20 when I walk in. God knows what you've done between 11 a.m. and 4.20 tomorrow. I don't know. That's what's amazing. Like when when, uh, there have been serial killers that were married men with families who loved them. And uh, the one serial killer... uh, BST or BT something, BTK killer. It was Bound Torture Kill. That was his nickname, BTK. The daughter is an adult now. She talks about how nice her father was, Mm -hmm. how loving he was. The people he worked with loved the guy. And then when he'd leave work, he'd go kill a neighbor. Had this crazy side of him. Yeah, you're right. You have no idea. You don't. You, You absolutely do not. And that's a scary thing about trusting someone in marriage in anything or in anything because right? you don't know yeah as much as you can sit there and and what is religion predicated on trust faith faith which is another word for trust you have quote unquote faith that when you pass over to the other side there's this shangri-la ahead of you but then there's that great line everyone quote unquote everyone believes in god in the afterlife but no one wants to die why right <laughs> it's supposed to be awesome <laughs> yes, right if you tell me I got a trip to the Bahamas tomorrow, I can't wait to go. Matter of fact, can I leave now? If death is supposed to be so amazing, why don't we want to die? Right. Because you don't know. Because we don't know you for don't sure. Know. You like right now, and I'm not being I'm being serious. The chances of Gina sleeping with someone right now are probably zero percent point zero point one percent. You don't know. No one knows. No clue what she's doing right now. Right. She could tell you she went to the store, she worked, and she took a nap. You're here. What do I know? Nor does she know what you're doing all afternoon. Right. So, yeah, it's crazy. And there's this thing even like in tying it back to this documentary. So your loved one's in the hospital being taken care of by wonderful nurses and and doctors. You just assume they're getting the proper care by people that are trained to do it right and we're putting our trust in everything we put our trust in everything Everything. think of that right so you put your trust in okay this is nurse or doctor's taking care of my loved one this teacher is teaching my kid uh this mechanic when he changed out my brakes didn't forget something that my brakes not gonna work sure i think about this one all the time driving in i don't know why in the middle of the night versus it could happen anytime but when i'm driving on like a two-lane road near my house yeah. Why is the other person not swerve over and just hit your head on? Right. What and it does, by the way, that does happen. Yeah. I'm not saying the guy falls asleep. I'm saying that the guy's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to hit this guy head on right now because my life's going terrible. Yes. And and it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yes. It's it's not. So you know, when we're doing 80 on the highway and a thin dashed white line is uh, keeping you separated from the guy next to you switching lanes. Correct. Yeah. And that's when it starts to freak people out, like people who it. have anxieties about driving or oh, things. Sure. That's when it... You can't, when you, if you think too much about anything, you'll never get out of bed every day. Yeah. You won't. You just won't. I mean, <laughs> I've said it many times. My son, who's now 18, when he was 16, a surgeon cut his skull open. Right. You took the faith that that surgeon... I hoped. N- hoped. I hoped. Like that hell. he would... N- knew what he was doing... Had a good day leading up to that, that he didn't wake up 
yeah. that uh, a kid or his dog or his wife didn't keep him up all night yep. for for whatever reason. And he was on his game. Right. You know, all I could do is the research and make sure that he was as advertised, and he was. He had a great track record. and But I can tell you, the day before, and, you know, I had a pit in my stomach all day. Like, are we doing the right thing? You know, because there was, as it turned out, it would have been the wrong, the wrong decision. There was the thought that it could have been just handled and treated with medicine and, you know, the, the, the small tumor he had in his head. It would have kept it where it was and blah, 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 blah. And as it turned out, when he went in, it was relatively bigger. It was, uh, I don't want to say much bigger. It was, but it was definitely, I want to say it was almost twice the size they thought it was. And had we left it in there, it would have caused serious problems. And the medicine would not have, long-term, would not have yeah. been enough. So we did make the right decision, but only because we didn't know any better and we listened to the doctor's advice and went with it. Yep. But it's like, yeah, you know, it's decisions you make and you can't go back on them. No, you cannot. There's certain decisions. Uh, as much as when I make a decision, I always regret it initially. Some of them you cannot go back on. No, you can't. You know, you can always go back and you can always trade the car back in and get another one. You make decisions at the hospital or at a doctor's office or whatever. That's done. Some scary stuff. Yeah. How about just having surgery? Just something as simple as having your tonsils taken out. Yes. Like they're cutting in your throat. Huh? Wow. Even the Joe Buck one. Joe Buck makes probably $40 million a year as an announcer. He had vocal cord surgery. What if that guy had a bad day? And was the one in a hundred that he, or one in a thousand yeah. that he screwed up. Holy he, crap. Yeah, and you heard it in the Howard Stern interview with Bruce Springsteen. Yes. The same thing. That one too. Holy God, you're Bruce Springsteen. Like, that's what you sing. And he had to not talk for a month and then slowly, oh my God. Right, and trust the doctor. And again, look at all the reviews. Talk at people who have been to this doctor. But and you the, don't The, the know. doctor's got to be looking down like... This is Bruce Springsteen. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Right. That's why I think they all the like celebrities go to the same doctors. Makes sense. Because th- they're probably not starstruck at that point. You better hope not. Yeah. You better hope not. My God. Things jammed up your ass to make sure your colon's clear. I... <laughs> yeah. Right. Nope, yeah. Shoot me up. Let me, I'll fall asleep and then just have your way with me. <laughs> God almighty. Yeah, just knock me out. I'll be fine. Oh my God. Right. You wake up, you go. Hope they did what they were supposed to do and nothing more. Oh, man. You ain't kidding. Yeah, a lot of trust in the world, Jerry. We have to trust people. No, you don't. You just, you got to have one eye open. Yes, you do. So that was, uh, it's called Capturing the Killer Nurse. All right. I don't know that I'll watch it, but. It's pretty good, Jerry. I'm sure it is. I don't know that I'm going to watch it, though. I did ask uh, the fellow who works here, whose mom was one of the victims, if he watched it. He he said he did not and and is not. Really interested. I don't blame him. He sat down for it. And I give him credit Actually, for he doing didn't that. sit down for it. He didn't? No. Well, he's in it, though. He's in it. They used a uh, video of his testimony. You're kidding. No. He was asked to be in it, and he, wow. he didn't want to do it. So I saw a brief clip. I yes. just assumed he sat down yeah, so for did I. it. Damn. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense. I, I didn't realize. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Tough stuff. Yes. So I will be watching it, of course. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our entire warm-up show is now, well, that's not true. The first uh, segment of the warm-up show, we were yelling about Aaron Judge. Yes. Which is now that we get to the post-game podcast, he has re-signed with the Yankees. Correct. So all that stuff when I was yelling that you have to get rid of your Aaron Judge jerseys. You do not. Your uh, your judge's gavels, your judge's wigs, your judge's robes, you can keep all of those things because... He's going to be here, Jerry, for nine more years. I will tell you, though, that I had a – so Joseph just likes players. He doesn't really give a crap about the Mets. The, I was all locked in. I was going to buy him a, a San Francisco Giants Aaron Judge jersey. That was going to be a gift. So that just got crossed off the list. Right, right. All those San Francisco – right, you're right. Probably people that are San Francisco Giants fans yep. for Christmas and the holidays were all like, this is going to be perfect. All right, we'll get Mitch Hanniger now, I guess. <laughs> we'll get Aaron Judge related. I wonder if they were selling those. Could you get? No, not yet. No, you... no. I mean, could you have gone, have gone on and gotten a personalized jersey? I don't know. With Judge on the back, you might have been able to. Ninety nine. I know, like the the Rangers website doesn't have Degrom jerseys yet. Really? Not yet. He hasn't spoke yet. I'm waiting to hear from him. That's true. I will get Joseph that. I'll get him a Texas Rangers Degrom jersey because again, he doesn't care. Yeah, but. I you get actual jerseys, or do they have like replica jerseys? Um, probably kids? both. I'll probably get him a replica. Yeah, because he's growing like a weed, so yeah. he'll get one year out of it, and that's it. Like we got him, my nephew um, got him custom made cleats for Christmas last year. So our old team, the Hawks, we were dark green and white and black. So he got these Nike Jordan cleats, custom made, painted green. They were awesome. And then it was our last year, and then by the the fall, we played for a different team with different colors. He still wore the cleats, but at the end, like, his toes were popping. It was yeah, ridiculous. Was jamming them in there. I'm like, I'm not buying you new cleats now, and then they're going to sit for four months. So we have to get him new cleats um, in March. Point is, it's like every month. He, he grew f- – his height went up five inches from last year. Five inches five a inches. year. Five inches, yeah. He's up to 5'5". Five, five. He went from five feet last year. I just took him for his physical. He was five – Just a, he was just shy of 5'5". Five, five. So the doctor's like, wow, he grew almost five inches. How old is he? Uh, he's 12. What does a 5'5", five, 12-year-old five, weigh? He weighs 125. Wow. Now, Matthew is 5'8". He's 18. He, Matthew's 5'8". He's got, like, no body fat. He weighs 125. No, not 120. He weighs 130, 135. Yeah. But he is, like, he's solid, but he's thin. He's got Kim's body. Matt Joseph's got mine. <laughs> I said, kid, you're going to have to run a lot or you're going to look pudgy like me. But he could still grow into yes. oh, a different, you know, a different body. Kim's dad was 6'1". Um, so we're, and my grand, one of my grandfathers was six foot and my brother is 5'11". So I'm hoping that Joseph's somewhere in that 5'10 to 6'2 range. Yeah. Now, the bigger the better, but I'm hoping, you know, that'd be great for him. Yes, especially if he wants to be an athlete. Yes, I think poor Matthew has done it about 5'8", 5'9". I feel terrible, but that's what it is. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I tell you. My bad. Yes, exactly. Um, 
let me ask you what you think of this because this comes up a lot, and we I I feel like we as talk show hosts shake it off when a caller says something like this. Like it's just it's one of those things that doesn't even get discussed anymore because probably we've heard it a million times, but it gets blown right off. And that was a a woman who called in, who is a huge Yankee fan. Yeah, loves Aaron Judge, For followed sure. Aaron Judge. But the money now is getting so crazy. She, she made a great point. She goes, you know, you know, teachers make forty grand a year, and yeah. we don't keep them because their salaries are too high. Right. I wonder at what point it turns people off to no point. No, because I also got a call from a limo driver, right? Who was like, "No, I don't know what a limo driver makes, but my guess is it's not millions of dollars." And I he's would, like, "Unless he owns the company, I would think not." You know, you guys keep saying Aaron Judge is making forty million a year, but he's not getting the forty million a year. I mean, he's probably only going to get twenty million. To mm-hmm. I go, dude, you drive a limo, <laughs> and you're defending Aaron Judge's. Like, at what so, point? So here, th- does it become a bother? A, I think this. Well, I you're it won't because you've crossed into absurdity. Like the we've talked about this NBA players that don't play that are the 12th man on a roster or the whatever, however many guys, I think it's 12. Yeah, 12 active players, maybe 16 on a roster. They make million. They make seven figures. They don't play. <laughs> um, I, this is a, I think you could have a very long conversation about this because what you end up with, if you're, it's so weird because what you could end up with is a government type of pay scale. For instance, in my mind, the fact that an active military member does not make money beyond his wildest dreams, I cannot understand for the life of me. When my dad tells me stories about what he went through in Vietnam, I'm like, and then you come home and either you aren't appreciated or you weren't paid, like literally sitting there with rifles in the jungle, not seeing or having any communication with your family for months, you know, I don't know. And then you got guys, and uh, those guys should make a fortune. They should. Where's the money coming from, though? That's the problem. Right. Cops do okay, not millions of dollars. Yes, in certain areas they do well. And what's weird is Depending it's... Depending on where, though. Right, and what's weird is that they tend to do better in safer areas. Which meant because taxes are higher. Yeah. That's where the money comes from. And then so, in the rougher areas... They seem to get paid less in the more dangerous places. Less tax revenue. Where are you getting the money from? So the the problem with the conversation or the argument is they're just hitting a baseball. I agree. They're also generating revenue that is crazy. Like Aaron Judge, forget the other guys for a minute. Just on, I would say just on jersey sales alone, and this is a worldwide market now, worldwide. The Yankees make their money back. I mean, the A supposedly was it Tiki or is it Tierney? One of the guys said, "Where the hell did I hear it? Maybe I saw it on TV. Been watching or listening to a lot lately." They said the Yankees were worth in 2010. I want to say it was 1.5 billion dollars. Today they're worth seven billion dollars. So in 12 years, <laughs> they're worth seven times what they were worth. And that was a that was a big number, right? So Aaron Judge and ticket sales and jersey sales alone, he's making them money. He is. You can make the case he's worth more. 
Yeah, I guess it's weird because we don't really see those numbers. And when you look at right. somebody like a Tom Cruise, right? Right. So you'll see Tom Cruise was paid $20 million for Mission Impossible. Yeah. And then you see opening weekend, it made $120 million. Mm-hmm. You go, okay, there it is. Absolutely. Howard Stern, we talk about this all the time. Right. You do the numbers, it makes sense. Right. If Howard Stern has a million people out of out of Sirius's 48 million subscribers and Howard has a million of them being right. super conservative at 12 to $18 a month. That's $18 a million a month he's bringing in. Yeah. So when you want to pay him $100 million a year, you go, okay, I see the math. The math works. Need for that. Yeah. You need them. But I guess it's it's just hard for baseball because we don't really, when you turn it on sometimes in the, and there's not a lot of people in the stands, then you go, okay, well, where's that money coming from? You don't really think about, you know, Fox paying for the contract. Yeah. You know, you forget about that. You mentioned that, which I wouldn't even think about, Yankees logo worldwide. So what are they selling in Japan and China? I don't know. I think they're wearing, for real, I think they're wearing, wearing Yankee hats in South Korea. Yeah. I think that is a that is a the Cowboys, the Yankees, those the are Lakers. Yes, they're global logos. Um there was a there was a report done on the top 10 biggest growth companies in 2022. I downloaded it, but it was there was so much. Was it a podcast? Uh it was not. It was oh. a, re- a written report. Oh. By I want to say it was Bloomberg Finance, maybe I forget, but it was one of those companies. And one of the Yankee guys retweeted it. Uh, one of the baseball reporters I follow retweeted it. And Major League Baseball, the third biggest growth in 2022. And one of the things that someone had, um, which another thing you don't think about is they do so well on their highlight packages on YouTube. They are making a fortune in ad revenue on YouTube. Because that's kind of how baseball's consumed now. Seven minute highlight packages, great plays, home runs. So while a lot of people don't, I love watching a baseball game. I get why people don't. People are consuming it differently and those pre rolls. And now, in a lot of cases, if you watch it on YouTube, they'll throw, they'll jam a commercial in at the four minute mark. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently making a lot of money digitally. So it's, it's not just about ticket sales anymore, but for the Yankees, Merchandise, ticket sales, parking, which they get a cut of, concessions they get a cut of, digital. I mean, it's, it's and TV a lot. rights, yeah. It's a lot, yeah. And then you get to TV rights on top of it. Right. You know, it's um, it sucks. It does because teachers, military people, you know, co- they should all make more money. Who's paying them? Right. That's those are all taxpayer jobs. Correct. You want you want more taxes? No, Jerry. Okay. So the same people that are going to complain, yeah, that these jobs that get paid by us aren't being paid enough, are probably the first people to complain. Don't raise my taxes. Well, how how do you want it then? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. I want Aaron Judge to pay all the police salaries in New York, Jerry. I guarantee you, Aaron Judge donates a ton of money to charity. I guarantee it. I would, I believe that. They said, how about this? One of the stories this morning said he's going to save $8 million in taxes by choosing New York over California. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Good stuff, Jerry. All right, let's do the warm-up show now. Are you out tomorrow? I am. I will be in Columbus, Ohio with Rutgers. They Ooh. play Ohio State tomorrow night. When do you head out there? Uh, we are flying late this afternoon. Oh, you're going today. Yes. So you'll get to hang out 
on that main strip in Columbus this evening to go for a dinner, or you go... Uh... No, you know, they don't... Um, they stay a little bit off that strip now. They stay in a beautiful, brand-new hotel that was built two years ago or so, three years. As a matter of fact, it was built, no joke, it opened, I want to say, a few weeks before the pandemic hit. So in the pandemic year of 2020, which I still traveled with Rutgers, we were like their first customers. They opened only for us because it was shut down. Yeah. Um, beautiful hotel, but it's on the other side of the campus now. So, no, it's not on that strip that you're talking about. You go for a team dinner tonight? Yeah. Yep. You eat with the players as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. But you don't sit with the player. The, you no, guys usually the coaches or my partner, Austin, or Paul Schrager, my engineer, um, some of the team managers. You know Connor Cook? Yes. His cousin Tyler is a uh, is a one of he's probably the head team manager now. He's like in charge of all those guys. I sit with him, have dinner with him a lot. You ever get mistaken for a Rutgers basketball player? A coach. A coach. Not a player. Okay. I'm a little short. No. And a little older than a Rutgers student. Yes. Oh, there's I wanted to show you. I know we gotta go. There is from MLB Old Photos, I think is the um is the Twitter handle. I love that sound the sound of that Twitter handle. I gotta see if I saw I don't think I yeah, I didn't Damn it. Anyway, um, they put out a video of, was it Honus Wagner? At 59 years old. He looks like he's 159 <laughs> years old. It's it's tremendous, yeah. though. I think it was Honus Wagner. I don't remember. But amazing to me, though, that there's that like that film footage from whenever the hell that was. Yeah. And he's talking, and then he runs out there, and he's still hitting the ball. Like, it's pretty wild. Was Very he, cool. He wasn't playing at 59 years old, was he? No, I don't think so. But I, maybe he was, I don't know, maybe he was coaching. I'm not sure. But he had a uniform on. He was definitely out of shape. Yeah. But he went out there and took some ground balls. He's firing the ball all over the place. Like, look at this guy. Pretty. It, it's right up your alley. All right. I will check that out. That sounds like the type of Twitter feed I would like. You would like that. All right, Jerry. Warm up next. I'll be here with CeeLo tomorrow. So.